Welcome to Did We Just Become Best Friends? I'm your host, Lydia Stutzman, and I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast. This is my passion project and a place where I love to interview people that inspire me. And sometimes they are just random people I see on socials and then I reach out and they agree to be on the show. Most times my guests are people that I am genuinely fascinated by and I just have a curiosity for how other people live their best, most successful, most inspirational lives. And so thanks for tuning in. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello again. Did we just become best friends, Elvis Duran? So, okay, before anybody gets excited, I definitely did not have Elvis on my podcast. He is not on this podcast today. I'm so sorry for the false alarm. But I did have my moment in time where I got to meet him recently, so I had to talk about it. And there's just so much to unpack. It's been a very long time since I've been on. And, you know, when you do a podcast as a passion project or a hobby, it's exciting because you could do it whenever you want. But then if it's not a job or something monetized or something you have to do, then it's, you know, just kind of random. So I would love to be able to do this at least weekly. That is going to be the goal. I'm going to try to get really um, diligent with it over the summer when I have some extra time. So here's the deal. We have a lot to unpack. I am actually recording another episode of this podcast today. So I wanted to jump on and I wanted to talk about my recent experience with Elvis Duran. And I wanted to talk about the fact that if you want something, if you have something you are manifesting, you need to get it, go after it, make it happen. And not because I am any type of expert, but I do consider myself to be what we call a master manifester. I talk about things incessantly. I say they are going to happen. I pretend as if they've already happened and that's how I live my life. So I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts as well lately, and I'm so inspired. A lot of you know I love Mel Robbins. She's got one of my favorite podcasts out right now. And then, of course, Glitter and Gay, which I you know, happen to have a personal relationship with one of the co-hosts. So it's really exciting listening to other people's podcasts and then feeling so inspired and motivated to re-record. So now I want to talk about all the things that happened to me lately with getting to meet Elvis Duran. So for those of you who don't know, all I ever wanted to do was work in radio. So I wanted to um, be a morning co-host of a radio show. And I actually did work in radio for a short time. I went to broadcasting school. I learned how to do it all. And this was before digital times. This is when we spliced real and we, you know, we're using tape and doing all those very manual things to get sound out there. And I just was obsessed with radio. So I, I have to tell you, though, it goes back a long time. So when I was in middle school, we didn't have the Internet, so we didn't have, you know, easy access to everything. We'd have to listen to the radio and hope our favorite song came on. We didn't have it at our fingertips, right? So there was that anticipation that your favorite song was going to come on. Then we had MTV, which started the video component with the music. So now all of a sudden you went from having an artist that had a song on the radio to having something visual that they had to produce to go with it. And if you got, first of all, if you got your song on the radio, you were, you were it, you made it. But if you got to have a video, produce a video to go with that song, to play on MTV, 
you were like, just, it was, it was the moment. It was the dream. So to make it to MTV, you're talking about the likes of Michael Jackson and Madonna and, and all these artists that we grew up listening to. And now you got a visual component. And then, of course, Michael Jackson took everything to the next level and made them mini movies. And he really started that whole trend of having a story in the video, having some type of a plot or a storyline. And you got invested. You're like, I need to watch this whole thing and listen to this whole song. I want to see how this ends. So anyway, fast forward, you know, um, into the 90s and then the boy bands and everything going on with um, MTV evolving into TRL, which was Total Request Live. The reason I bring up the request situation is because back in the day, yeah, you had a playlist and the program directors had certain music that were, um, you know, being programmed. But there were things that existed like an all request hour where you got to request your song. Now, nine times out of 10, it was already on the playlist anyway, but it was just shuffled for when you got to call in and ask for that song and then they would play it. So what happened was I really wanted to work in radio and I was obsessed with the radio. And then I would listen to the radio at night at home and I would want to call in to the radio station. So I would call in from my landline phone. And for those of you who are younger, not understanding what a landline is, it's actually attached to the wall, hardwired phone. We didn't have cell phones back then. And I would call the radio station and hope that it would ring. And then, of course, they would have a lot of contests and I would try to win contest tickets and, you know, um, concert tickets and, you know, money and just different things. But you'd actually have people manning the phones at the station. And if you got through, maybe you could talk to the on-air DJ. So I listened to a station called Y100 and there was this DJ and his name was Paco and I loved him. So me and my friends in middle school at St. Gregory's in the eighth grade, I, I created a fan club for Paco and we actually just loved him. So it was like four or five of us, a group of friends. We decided we were going to go to Y100 and we were going to meet him. So he let us come to the station and we got to go in the studio and have our picture taken with him. And he was just so flattered and it was just so amazing. Now I consider that probably one of my first ma uh, manifestations without having even known it was a manifestation because I was like, we're going to create this fan club and we're going to go to the studio and we're going to visit and we're going to meet him. So I was always fascinated with getting to meet people I admired. And because he worked in radio and had what I thought to be one of my dream jobs, you know, I wanted to meet him. So we did that. Uh, somebody out there somewhere still has the picture and I'm going to try to find it so I can post it. But anyway, so we did that in eighth grade. Then all throughout high school, I remember calling into the radio station and wanted to be like the guest DJ or the baby DJ. And on Y100, they would call it like baby DJs. And I'll never forget calling in and getting to introduce a song. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever that you could do was get to be on the radio, like, and listen to your voice. And there was a little bit of a delay, so you might be able to catch it later on. And then, of course, with my beautiful little boombox, my pastel sharp boombox that I wish I still had to this day. I loved that thing so much. I don't know why I ever got rid of it. Um, then you would record with a cassette tape and try to hear yourself on the radio so you could record it and then play it back and have it forever. So anyway, taking that little trip down memory lane, um, obviously I was very in tune to what was going on on the radio, but I would listen to some of the events they would have on Z100 
that they would simulcast eventually later on down the road with the increases in technology. So Z100 being the big station out of New York and Y100 being the partner station out of Miami, years later, they would start hosting these concerts called the Jingle Ball. And then Elvis Duran, who is um, the host of the morning show, the Elvis Duran show up in New York, um, he eventually got to satellite radio. So with the inception of the internet and satellite radio and being able to have a nationally syndicated radio show that went on more than one station, not just your local, but all over the country. So I saw that trend of people who, and that was like when you really made it. So when you made it in radio and you have a nationally syndicated show and and you're on stations all across the country with the internet, now you can be heard around the world. With podcasting, anybody in the world can listen to you. But when you got to that point where they actually wanted your voice and your show was such a hit, that they wanted to put it on other stations. And also maybe they didn't have a morning show duo that was um, good in the ratings in a certain market. So they put that on while they were looking for new talent. And then it just took off. So I started listening to Elvis Duran and I was just like, oh, I love his personality. And I noticed, obviously, fast forwarding into the 2000s and with social media, that he just got to meet everybody. Because if you wanted to make it in pop radio, you had to get to Z100. You had to get to the Elvis Duran show. You had to get on the radar of an up-and-coming artist. And for a while, actually, on the Today Show, he actually had a segment where he would talk about up-and-coming artists and new artists. So I love that about him. But anyway... He's got this great group of people on his team. And I remember Carolina. Now, I don't know who will listen to this and know who I'm talking about, but there was a lady named Carolina and she was at Y100 and she went to New York to work with Elvis Duran in his morning show. And I was like, this girl has my dream job. I don't know what happened to her. Then there was Bethany and now they have Gandhi. So like Basically, the Danielle and Gandhi's of Elvis Duran's morning show, his best friends, he always says, these are my best friends I get to work with every day. They are living my dream. So I have two dreams. I have a TV dream and a radio dream. The TV dream would be to co-host the fourth hour of the Today Show with Hoda. Um, That's the TV dream, to be somehow in some way, shape, or form on the Today Show as some type of specialist or correspondent or, you know, some have a segment or co-host anything because that's not hard news. I'm not into the hard news. I like more of the lifestyle and the entertainment stuff. But um, so that's like the TV dream. The radio dream was always to be the Danielle or the Gandhi to Elvis Durant. You know, I mean, how cool is it to sit there and get to talk to your best friends about pop culture, about things that interest you, about whatever's going on in the world and entertain people in the morning. So like you listen to that show and you laugh every day. They're always talking about something. Now we have a lot of local radio talent down here and and when, I don't have a long commute, so I'm not in the car that much in the morning. But when I do listen to the radio, I favor the stations that have a male-female dynamic. I love that dynamic for a morning duo. And I always thought I would be that person. But what happened was I worked in radio, so I I graduated high school. Then I went to broadcasting school. I went to community college for a little bit. Then I was like, I got to, I want to get working. I I wanted the shortcut. So when we talk about the shortcut and the long way home in my story, the shortcut was four months of broadcasting school and work in radio, which I actually did get a job working in traffic. And I did traffic on several stations and I, I got to meet so many people 
in radio. It's really where the foundation of my broadcast career has been built. Many of you know I'm a teacher. I teach broadcast journalism now. But um, back in my radio days, I did traffic. Then about a year into that job, it was 1997, uh, this new director came in and he like fired a bunch of people and I was one of them. And I think my issue was I had a true zest and passion for it and I was good at it. And people that are in that business don't want you to be better than them. They don't want you to have the, all the hot stations. So all of a sudden I was on all these major stations and everybody that I worked with was like, why does she get to do that? She just got here. Well, I can't help it if I'm talented. And those of you who are out there, this is not coming from a place of ego or conceit, but if you're good at something, own it and be the best you can be and know you're good. And don't be shy to say, hey, I am good at what I do. So that is not an ego thing. That is, I was good at what I did. I had a good radio voice. I had a good banter with the jockeys. We call them disc jockeys back then. And I had a lot of really good, uh, clever moments and witty comebacks. And we would talk. I remember Kenny Walker, who I did his afternoon traffic. He would love to talk to me just beyond the traffic. And we had a great report on air. And he's still actually one of my friends to this day. Um, I love him so much. He's on 102.7 The Beach, and I love listening to him. And he said, I wish we could bring you in here. Like, if I could choose the local dynamic, I would be his morning co-host, his morning show co-host. But he's already got somebody, and you know, and I'm a teacher, so I'm, I'm very happy with my life. But the bottom line is this. Don't apologize for being good at what you do. And if people can't handle it around you, then that's not the right spot for you. So the great thing about this climate is that we can all have any podcast. We can go on YouTube. We can do a radio show. We can do a TV show. We can do whatever we want, and we can put it on a digital platform. And if it isn't for money and if it isn't for anybody else, if it's just for us, that's okay too. So this podcast is just for me. So let's get into how I met Elvis Duran. So a few years ago, he wrote a book. And he comes down to South Florida quite a bit, but it's usually to Miami. Usually they have the summer pool party at the Fountain Blue, and there's just a lot going on, and it's usually tied to date. And for me to get off of school and drive all the way down the, 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 the Fountain Blue or drive all the way down to Miami somewhere and, you know, hope I get to meet him, it was just a lot, you know, because I'm also a mom and I have a busy life and I'm a teacher and I have, you know, two kids and you know, you have a regular life too. So I try to find the balance between the regular life and the pipe dreams. So a lot of times I'm like, oh, I want to go do that. That's fun. But it's like, oh, I have to be responsible. I have to be a mom today. So anyway, um, they're down here a lot. So a couple of years ago when he had his book signings and things, I didn't realize they were happening. And I had told my husband I really wanted to get his book. So he bought me the book and he's like, I want to buy you a signed copy. And I said, no, I said, you are not going to buy me a signed copy. I want the regular copy because I'm going to have him sign it personally to me when I meet him. And don't say if I meet him, say when I meet him. So I was like, when I meet Elvis, he is going to sign my book. And I have to tell you all, my book has been sitting on my desk at work for almost five years. I've had it in the production studio at school. Because I knew one day I would meet him and I would get the book signed. So anyway, just you put it out there the way you want it to happen and go after it. So long story short, a few months ago, I'm at the Sabrina Carpenter show. My daughter loves Sabrina Carpenter and um, my husband got her tickets for Christmas. So we went to the Sabrina Carpenter show 
and I happened to run into Drew on air. So if you guys don't know Drew Heyman from Y100, he's awesome. He's he's actually one of my um, radio inspirations, one of the people that I follow that I love. I'm like, Drew, can I have your job? I really want the co-host job for the morning, but if I could take your job, that'd be okay too. So, you know, one of those high energy people that I love and admire. So I ran into him and I went, hey, Drew. I was like, it's so great to see you, blah, blah, blah. And he's standing there with his boss and his boss's boss. So you've got all these iHeartRadio executives that are standing with him. And he just gives me the look because he knew I was a little salty with him because I had wanted to meet Elvis for so long. And the last time after Jingle Ball, which is this holiday concert they do every year, is he went hundreds of Jingle Ball. And they always come down for the Florida Jingle Ball, the one in Fort Lauderdale. So last year, I didn't get to meet him after Jingle Ball. And I was salty with Drew because he kind of promised me that I would get to. So here's what happened. He goes, Lydia, please don't tell me you're about to shit on me in front of my bosses. And I'm like, I promise you I would never do that. So this is the first thing I said. And I truly meant it. I said, hi, I'm Lydia. I said, Drew is the reason that I listen to Y100 instead of putting on satellite radio or putting on my podcast or putting on, you know, my playlist for Apple Music. I genuinely love listening to Drew. I gave him a compliment and I said, I just love him so much. And I said, I love his energy on Y100. He's amazing. And so I met his boss and then his boss's boss. And I said, but listen, I said, Drew kind of owes me a favor. I said, Drew has been promising me that I am going to get to meet Elvis Duran. So we need to make it happen. And so his boss, Taylor, was like, oh, yeah. She's like, we have the... um, the Elvis Duran spring break party coming up. It's at Hard Rock Live, which was where the Sabrina Carpenter show was. And she said, you're in. You have tickets. I'll make sure it happens. And I said, well, what about meeting him? Because I have to meet Elvis. I need him to sign my book. She goes, we are going to have a live broadcast that morning. I will make sure you know where it is and when it is. And I said, thank you so much. And then now you have to go into action. Okay. So Now I've manifested this. I've put it out there. I've told people of power what I want and when I want it. They have said, yes, you can have it. But now we need the follow-up. So you guys, you can't just say, oh, I have this dream, put it out there, write it on a piece of paper, and then forget about it. You have to take the action to make make it so. So I did. I told my husband. I said, I saw Drew. I met his boss and his boss's boss. And so this is the next thing I did. Right that night. Got home, got on some good internet, went right to Instagram, gave her a follow, the boss's boss a follow, made sure I was following all the right people. Obviously, I was already following Y100 and following Drew, made sure I was following everybody in the Elvis Duran show. I made sure I posted a picture of me and Drew that night, tagged Y100, tagged, um, you know, everybody I had met. And I said, it was so great to meet you. Can't wait until the spring break party. Because obviously in radio, you know, you're doing a lot of promotion. And this this particular concert event that was coming up, which by the way, we'll get into that in a minute. Oh my God, it was so good. I can't even talk about how good it was. We, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So anyway, I got on socials and I tagged everybody, including Y100. And I said, great event tonight. Can't wait for the next one. And then I had genuine follow-up. So then I sent everybody DMs. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to the Elvis Duran um, spring break party. Can't wait. It's on the calendar. I'm so excited. So then as I'm going through the, you know, the coming weeks until the next event, 
about once a week, I'm sending a message just to follow up to say, hey, I just want to make sure I definitely have tickets. Is there anything else I need to do? And then they had a contest. So of course I entered the contest. I shared their promotions. Anytime these people, these key people posted about the event, I reshared it on my story and I tagged everybody. And, you know, that is part of networking. So people always tell me, Lydia, you're so good at networking. And I said, well, first of all, you have to have a genuine passion and interest for what you are networking. And you have to really be authentic about it. Like I authentically listened to Drew on air and I authentically like him as a person. And I authentically wanted to meet Elvis Duran. This was not a fake thing. It it can't be fake. It has to be organic. So this is what I'm passionate about. And this is what I wanted. And this is what I went after. And this is what I took the action for. So I had a purpose. So you can't just be a fake person who wants to network and schmooze with people because you think you can get something from them. This is something I wanted to do genuinely. So I think that's really important. And people are going to know if you're you're a bullshitter and you're fake and you have no genuine interest or not. So that is something, you know, I think is really important. OK, um, regardless of whatever they end up doing for a living, you know, like I have no interest in being a realtor. But I have some amazing people that are famous that are realtors, and I love their business, and I'm so inspired by them. But it doesn't mean I want to be a realtor. If I call them up tomorrow and was like, I want to get my real estate license and I want to come work for you, they would be like, no, no, you don't. That is not your passion. So anyway, going back to the show, about a week before the event, I start my follow-up messages. And I'm like, hey, I just want to make sure I know what I'm doing here. Um, Where am I going that morning? How do I get my tickets? Blah, blah, blah. So messaged me back what I had to do, and I followed through. Then the day of the event, I was so excited. So I actually stayed overnight at the Hard Rock Live, at the Hard Rock uh, Hotel, and to make sure I was up bright and early. So I had to be at the Oculus meeting place at like 7.30 a.m. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I was up to like 1.30 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was just, I was besides myself. I'm like, I don't want to miss my alarm. I I set two or three alarms. I wanted to make sure I was ready. Had my outfit ready to go. What was I wearing? Had my book, brought my Sharpies. Like, I'm ready. Phone is charged. So that morning we go and we get to watch the live broadcast of the Elvis Duran Morning Show. And it's everybody from the show and they're all here and they were broadcasting from the stage at um, Hard Rock Cafe inside the casino. And little did I know they were bringing the artists to be on air. So they were bringing on BB Rexa to be on the morning show and they were bringing jacks. So again, leading up to this moment where I was going to have my book signed, I messaged everybody from the morning show personally and said, I'm so excited to be there. I gave them a little backstory about how I always went to work in radio and I had been waiting years to have Elvis sign my book personally. So three out of the five people that I saw read the DMs knew I was there. And I made sure when I got there, I held up my book and I waved to them to say hello. And I got to give my shout out to Scary Jones from the morning show because he is the only one who responds to me in my DMs. Other people will comment on my comments and reply, which is awesome. But he was so amazing and he made sure that I was getting that book signed. So very exciting. So anyway, we go to the recording and, you know, I'm watching them produce the show remotely and it's so exciting. And then all of a sudden Elvis was like, our listeners are here. Let's go out and talk to them. So Nate takes the microphone out into the, straight Nate takes the microphone out into the audience and he's like, hi, he's like, thank you so much for being here. What's your name? And of course comes right to me. I'm the first one on air and you can actually listen to the episode. If you go to the Apple podcasts 
and you go to the Elvis Duran Morning Show, they have a replay of the entire show every day. So this was on the May 11th show, if anybody wants to listen to it. And around the 40-minute mark, you'll hear where they went out into the audience and were talking to us. And I had my moment. And I told him, I said, Elvis, I said, this is my moment. And you have to be clear about it. Like, they need to know. Like, they meet millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, throughout the course of their lifetime. I should say they, that millions of people know who they are. They meet, you know, thousands of people throughout their career. And they need to know how important this is to you. You got to get their attention. So I was like, this is my moment. I have my book. I'm so excited for you to sign it. I told him what I did for a living. And we had a really great little banter. And although he didn't come ask me to run away to New York with him and join his morning show, we had the best time ever. I mean, it was just a great day all around. So we get through the show. They have BB Rex on. She's friggin' gorgeous in person. She's stunning, by the way. Um, Jax, who's up and coming artist, uh, she was on. And then the actual One Republic was the headliner, which they didn't come on the morning show, but they, I was blown away by them, you guys. So we get through the broadcast and the whole, we got to take pictures with everybody in the morning show. So it was just a great connection all around. I got to say hello. I got to chit chat with them. You know, we had coffee. It was just a great, great morning. And, I, and of course, now I'm on a high. I am like jazzed up about it the entire day. I can't stop thinking about it because it was a moment that I've been looking forward to for so long and that actually happened. It was like when I went to Paris and I finally, after dreaming of Paris since I was a little girl, got to be on the top of the Eiffel Hour crying my eyes out because I was so excited I was there. It was a bucket list moment. So anyway, after that, I realized I don't have my tickets to the show for the nighttime show with One Republic, which were incredible. I'll talk about that in a minute. So I go up to Taylor and said, hey, I'm like, I don't recall getting any email tickets, but I know you said I had tickets to the show. Do I just show up? She's like, oh, no, no, no. Let me get you my promotions girl. So it hooks me up with the promotions girl, put my email address in. She sends me my tickets. She's like, no, I promised you tickets. You're going to have them. So that night we show up after, after saying goodbye to everybody and everything's done. We show up to the concert and it was so incredible. First of all, I didn't realize One Republic. I know they have a lot of hits, but I didn't realize how many hits they have written for other artists. And they did a montage of like six songs that they've written for other people. Incredible. Just incredible. So we had a great night at the show. I took my daughter. My daughter had a little bit of a rough week going through a breakup. So we just got to let loose. We got to sing and dance and carry on a little bit. And we love live music. And music, I truly believe, heals the soul, which is why I love the radio. Why wouldn't I love radio? Because the radio feeds you music and music heals you. So it was just all around a great day. I'm still like riding high off of it. And we had so much fun. And then after I had met the morning show and everything was over when they were done with the broadcast, somebody came up to me from this hair product company and they're like, it was Virtue. Virtue hair products were sponsoring the event. And they're like, would you like to be in Danielle Monero's Instagram live with your great hair? Because we're going to look at, we're going to demo some products. I was like, sure. So here's, here's, Three things. We always have three takeaways. Number one, announce what you want. Pretend you already have it. Go after it. Take the action to get it. Okay. Two, have genuine connections. Okay. Genuine, not fake, have authentic connections in to people and places that you're truly passionate about. Don't be fake about it. And then the third takeaway is go out of the house looking good because put your face on, get your hair done because... 
<laughs> I went out of the house with great hair and I'm going to be hooked up with a bunch of amazing hair products, which I'm so excited to try. And I got to be in Danielle's Instagram live with my great hair. So those are the three takeaways. I'm going to wrap up this episode by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone at Y100, Taylor Jukes, iHeartRadio. I want to thank Elvis Duran. I want to thank Elvis Duran's morning show. And by the way, I did ask Gandhi and Danielle to be on the podcast. So that's the next thing I'm going to manifest. I didn't ask Elvis to be on because I really, quite honestly, I didn't think he would do it. And I didn't want to, you know, like be so bold, even though it being bold is in my nature. I'm going to organically progress into asking him to be on the podcast. But first, I'm going to have Gandhi on because Gandhi is living the dream. So I want to find out how she got from South Florida to New York City and landed her dream job. So I'm going to have her on first. And anyway, so I asked her for her email and she said, yes, send me an email. We'll make it happen. And that's how you do it, friends. That's how you do it. But authentic networking, authentic connections to people you're genuinely interested in and want to be connected to. And with this world of social media, we can stay connected to people we are interested in and admire. It's amazing. The possibilities are endless. You know, I believe in being limitless, not limited. So that is it for today. Thank you all for listening. And next time on the podcast, I'm going to have an amazing female entrepreneur from Atlas Rentals. I'm going to be talking to Heather next time, and I'm so excited. And we will see you again. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And wherever you are in the world, cheers to you for all the best health, wealth, and happiness. See you next time on Did We Just Become Best Friends?